Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Child of. I have not been wanting to record this week, I'll be honest with you guys. I've not been doing super well emotionally, I've been kind of numbed out and not really feeling a lot, which is hard to like function and to get things done when you're feeling that way, but here I am, I'm showing up for you guys. I do have some stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk about what love is and what love isn't and why we shouldn't call certain things love because it kind of programs our mind to view something that maybe is negative in a positive light. So one of my memories in early childhood and into my teen years was when my dad was being emotionally or verbally abusive, of course, it was always really subtle because he was more of a covert narcissist, but um, he would finish off whatever he was saying, as hurtful as it was, and say, I'm only saying this because I love you. And I just remember feeling sick about it. Like, why? Like, I don't want you to love me if this is how your love feels. Because your love feels like pain. And, and that's not what I want in my life. And hearing this message over and over repeated to me throughout my childhood and my teen years, um, well into my early 20s, it gave me a really bad taste in my mouth as to what love was. I knew that I wanted affection. I knew that I wanted people to be kind to me. I wanted attention because I was so deprived of it. But the idea of love was so twisted for me that I was at a point where I just, I didn't even believe in it. I didn't think that it was a legitimate thing. And, and it, that was really, really sad for me as a young adult. I was going back through some of my early writings in high school and I found this excerpt from um, a poem I had written and it says, I have found myself a coward. If love is victory, then I have lost the war, a prisoner to foreign skies. If love is everything, then I am nothing, just a flicker in a dead man's eyes. That's pretty much where I was when it came to love. I knew that it was something that was supposed to be powerful, but to me it felt like it was powerful in a really negative way. It was powerful in a destructive way type of way. Now, thankfully, because I was more of a thinker and I spent a lot of time pondering things, um, I did start to realize, you know, maybe it's just my dad's version of love or my parents' version of love that sucks like this and hurts this badly. Maybe this isn't the way that love is supposed to be. So then that got me thinking, well, if I love someone, how is it going to look differently than my parents' love? And how am I going to, as an individual, change the narrative in this aspect of my life? And I think for me at that time, the starting point was not calling things by names that didn't reflect what they were, which is, in my mind, it's a form of lying. To say that I love you, but I'm going to treat you like shit, that's not truth. That's not honesty. That's not genuine intention. That is a lie. It's a lie that's being acted out in everyday life. So what I did, and this is the the main topic of this episode is I stopped calling things what they weren't. Do not call it love if it is not love. Just don't do it. It fucks with you psychologically. It's not worth it. Because all the times that my dad said after being emotionally, verbally, spiritually abusive, even physically abusive, those times that he would end those situations saying, I'm only doing this because I love you, it sent a message to me that love was abuse. Not only that, but that love hurt. 
that love was excruciating, that love activated my nervous system in a negative way, that love was condescending, cruel, cold, that love didn't care about how I felt or my emotions, that love was judgmental and kept a record of all of the things I did wrong, that love was hypercritical. And these are all things that love is absolutely not. It should not have ever been called love because that is not what love is, period. Thankfully, in the real world, we don't get to redefine things just because they suit our needs or our narratives. And thankfully, just because my dad considered one thing love that was not didn't redefine it. I now know what love is. I now know what love should look like. I know what it shouldn't be as well. And the thing is, when you grow up having or being shown, like acted out this definition of love that is not actual, real, true love, it programs you to receive that and to look for that in your relationships. And I know for me, probably for you guys too, I ended up in a lot of really bad relationships um, throughout high school, college, and even after that. I mean, I was in a lot of really abusive relationships. It looked all sorts of ways, but the thing was, was that I was programmed to view love as something that it wasn't. I didn't realize at that point that I needed to develop my own definition of love and stick to it like nobody's business, but I needed that. I had no idea that I was gravitating towards the same types of, you know, quote-unquote love that I had been shown growing up. And at the end of my last really horrible relationship before I met my spouse, um, I wrote these words, and it's really sad looking back on, but I'm going to read it to you because you're probably going to relate. I wrote... Why did we last so long? Why did I keep you close when all you did was wound me? I was like a rabid dog trying to drown myself in my own sickness. I stopped at nothing to prove that I was nothing. I let you treat me like nothing. Came home to nothing. I felt nothing and convinced myself that I deserved you. You reflected my self-worth. You were a mirror for my self-hatred. Can I even bear to look? So go ahead and choke me till I can't breathe. Call it love. I am the child of a narcissist. I can take it. I am always the problem and I am nothing. I could die so that you could feel better about yourself and wouldn't it be my fault? Isn't that what my education was? Isn't that what my father taught me? At this point, you can kind of tell that I was starting to put together, starting to understand what was going on and why I was choosing the things that I was choosing. Not that I just ended up in this relationship, but it was something that was familiar to me and that that I was an active participant in. And that's another thing. You can't change what you don't first begin to recognize. If you don't recognize it, you can't, obviously, you can't do anything about it. Um, but once you begin to recognize these things, and that's why I'm talking to you guys about this, because I want you to kind of hopefully skip some of the steps that I had to go through and just realize that you need to build a strong definition of love if you've grown up in an abusive home, whether it's a narcissistic abuse, physical abuse, whether you had an alcoholic parent or you know a drug addict, addicted parent, whatever it may have been, if you didn't have a good example of love, if your parent treated you like crap and then said that they loved you or that they were doing what they did because they loved you, you need to redefine what love is. And that can be like maybe picturing, you know, some abstract person in your mind and thinking, if I had the ideal relationship, what would it look like? And and 
and get down to the nitty gritty. Like, does this person respect me? Can I share opposing views safely? Um, do we argue? And and how, what does that look like? Can we can we fight respectfully? Can we disagree respectfully? All of the things that are involved in a relationship. And beyond that, what does it look like to love yourself? What does it look like to treat yourself with respect? Because that's where all of this begins. You've been treated, likely, very poorly throughout your entire childhood and young adult life, maybe into your adult life. Maybe you're 30 like me, and maybe you're still involved intimately in these relationships with your parents and trying to break out of them. The thing that you have to do is you have to begin to build respect and rapport with yourself. Because if you don't have that, it's going to be really difficult to enact it in other relationships. I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't start to really begin to build like solid rapport with myself until like two years ago. And there were a lot of events that led up to me being able to do that. And it was also a breaking out of codependent uh, tendencies that I had and realizing that I needed to put myself first, like no matter what in every situation, not not to be an asshole, but just to be safe. And also to just be the model of what I thought was healthy. Literally how you treat yourself and how you think about yourself is how other people will learn to treat you and learn to think about you. You have to have some respect. You have to build that in yourself. Otherwise, people will see hey, this person doesn't respect themselves. They're struggling. And and maybe that person will be kind. Maybe that person will be encouraging. Those people are rare. So most people, well, I don't know if most people, but a lot of people will prey on that. Even unconsciously, they will prey on it. Or I think the most common response to to you not respecting yourself is that, oh, this is how the person wants to be treated because that's how you're treating yourself. They'll just assume that that's how you receive attention. In general, people are not rocket scientists. They don't know your past. They don't know what you've gone through unless you tell them. They won't understand that you're operating from a place of trauma unless you tell them. And if you're constantly like making shitty jokes about yourself or putting yourself down or allowing people to treat you poorly, that's how they're going to treat you because that's the message. That is the the options that you're putting out for them. Is just It's just negative. Something that I've learned from operating in the business world for just a little while now is that people will not give you respect unless you demand it. If you do not accept anything less than a certain standard, I mean, you're not going to accept the, the disrespect or the for lack of a better word, the bullshit that people will often offer up to you, if you don't accept that, those people are going to fade away. They're just going to like slowly fade into the sunset and you won't hear from them again, either because you're not responding or because you've said, hey, no, this is my boundary. I will be treated with respect. I, I do expect a certain level of, you know, treatment. Now in the business world, obviously this only applies to like pricing, but um, in the relationship world, cur- currency is love. Currency is attention. Currency is is conversation. And chances are in this arena, you need to start charging more. You need to start asking for better, for more, for um, a higher quality. And this may come with action plans. I've had to set up action plans in my own mind to know that if I'm ever in a situation where I'm being abused again in my life, that I need to know that where my limits are and 
And when I hit those limits, that I have one option, and that is I am leaving. No matter what, I am leaving the situation because I no longer tolerate that kind of behavior. As adult children of narcissistic parents, we need to be able to look at the people in our lives, and if they're treating us like shit and saying that they love us, we need to be able to look them in the eye and say, that's not what love is. I know what love is, and that's not what this is, and I will no longer tolerate this. We have to have the wherewithal and the gumption in us. We have to build it inside of us so that we can live healthy lives and be able to experience something that, that wasn't present in our childhood. We have the capability and the capacity to push past these things that held us back and, and wounded us so deeply as children. We have the potential to be in beautiful and life-giving relationships. We just have to know, I guess, which direction to go and, and the things that we have to build in order to get those things. Okay, that is all I have to say on that topic. I hope that it was helpful for you. I hope that you guys start to build a definition of what love is for you, what if, how that feels for you, because it's, it's a little bit different for a lot of different people, um, but it should never entail cruelty or, or abuse or a pain, you know. It should be something that builds you up, that makes you better, that makes you you know, happier, stronger, kinder, just better as a whole individual person. Um, I hope that this episode was inspiring to you guys. I hope that it gave you tools to move forward in your life. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. Um, both my Instagrams are linked in the podcast bio. I love hearing your stories. I love hearing from you guys. It's really, really impactful to me as a as an individual who's also going through this to hear your stories. Um, I hope that you guys have a great week. I will talk to you guys again next Tuesday. 